Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. Riverside Church is a community of believers striving side-by-side for the gospel in the greater New Orleans area. For more information about Riverside Church, go to riversidelife.org. staying with us um, this morning. Isaiah chapter 9 is a passage I just read. If you also want to turn somewhere else this morning, um, Psalm 103 uh, is a passage we'll uh, get to here in a little bit. Um, Our key text as we've been preaching through all of the Advent series is uh, Isaiah chapter 9. And this morning we continue that Advent series uh, uh, that we're calling Hope Has a name. And for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called. This Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us that is promised, the hope of the world. His name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, and his kingdom will have no end. Maybe you've caught on already. That is our Advent series. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, this morning Everlasting Father. Um, next will be Prince of Peace. And then Christmas morning we will do His Kingdom Will Have uh, No End. There's a lot of hope in this passage, Isaiah chapter 9, and grace. Because remember that as God gives this promise to His people, these are people who are very undeserving of, pro- of a promise. Uh, These are people who are not listening to the prophets of the Lord. These are people who are not following the Lord. These are people who are walking in deep darkness. They are in spiritual turmoil. They are in national turmoil. They're about to be run over by the Assyrians. But consider the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that he meets undeserving people. He meets people who are walking in darkness. He meets them with a promise. He meets us with himself. He meets us with hope. He meets us as a wonderful counselor. He meets us as a mighty God, and he meets us as an everlasting father. Having a father matters. Having a father matters. A study which includes data from the U.S. Census Bureau reports that around 18.5 million children are growing up without a dad. So that means the U.S. is leading the world in fatherlessness. Having a dad Matters, And it's not exactly a title that our country wants to have. The study continues to say that nearly 80% of homes uh, with only one parent are those led by single mothers, meaning that nearly one quarter of the population of youth in America are growing up without a dad at home. Here's how these statistics bear out. Having a father matters. Here's how this bears out. 85% of children and teens uh, with behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes. This is, this is devastating. 70% of adolescent patients in drug and alcohol treatment centers come from a fatherless home. 90% of homeless and runaway children come from a fatherless home. Nine times more likely kids are with a fatherless home. They're nine times more likely to drop out of school and five times more likely to live in poverty. Before we go any further talking about fathers, let me stop and give a shout out to all the single moms who busted their tails to overcome such adversity and odds. To raise Men and to raise women, some of you probably did by yourself, but with a good father by your side all along 
the way. Maybe more precisely, we should say, as we'll see this morning, shout out to the everlasting Father who proved so faithful to some of perhaps some single moms among us uh, this morning to see some of those statistics not be their children. And let's pause again for a moment to say, as we talk about having a father matters, this almost sounds like a Father's Day sermon, but it's a Christmas sermon because we're in Isaiah chapter 9. Let's pause again for a moment and say, if you've been hurt or even devastated by a father, let me humbly say that there is hope, that there is hope. Try not to let the understanding of Jesus as a father, as we'll unpack this morning, be ruined by the failures of your earthly father. Let the picture as we go on this morning of a good father be the standard so that when you are confronted with your own father's failures, you have hope of a perfect an everlasting father. Having a father matters. The second thing I want to lay before you as we continue on this morning, so two things by way of introduction. We, we know, and even statistics prove out, that having a father matters. Another thing that I want you to know this morning is that um, being a father is hard. Being a father is hard. Can, can someone say amen to that? That even the fathers that are around Even the fathers that are good by earthly standards, we find it very hard. So maybe this morning as we go through this, you maybe you feel like a failure as a father or you're struggling as a father or you're overwhelmed by the failures, whether they're big or small, and that you know that you're not the ultimate father, that you yourself need a father, and that part of your job is to point to the everlasting father and not be the perfect father, though a perfect father you desire to be. Let's say this, having a father matters, and even fathers that are around and raising their kids and doing that hard work, being a father is hard. So, so, so dads, this morning, I hope you know that you need a father, and earthly fathers are not the ultimate father. There is hope for fathers who struggle. Listen to the promise this morning. Listen to the hope. Listen to what the Bible says that this government that is run, this government, this everlasting kingdom, the mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace, this wonderful counselor, all of this is on his shoulders. And so fathers, I I hope you're unburdened this morning as you know that being a father is hard, but you have an everlasting father leading the way. So I hope that weight is lifted off of you this morning, this Christmas season. So let's go ahead and take a look. Jesus is Father. That's the promise of Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah is talking about Emmanuel, as he talks about in Isaiah chapter 9, as they prophesize about. And when we get to Isaiah chapter 9, he is talking, as we saw last week, of a human and divine king that is coming. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And now we see what Isaiah is saying is that this Jesus, who we know Emmanuel, that we see that bear out in the Christmas story, that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Are you ready to do a little heavy-ish theological thinking for a moment? And you'll see why we need to do this in a minute. And so you say, time out, wait, wait, Jesus is, is Father. Wait a second. That doesn't quite make sense. Jesus is, what Isaiah is saying, follow along with me, is the everlasting father. Isaiah, let's do a little, a little heavy-ish lifting here for a second. Isaiah isn't necessarily thinking Trinity here. Here's what I mean. 
Here's what I mean. Isaiah isn't saying that the Messiah, Emmanuel, Jesus, is the same person as the Father, the first person of the Trinity. The church has long held the conviction that modalism is heresy. Modalism means there's one God who kind of wears three hats. Not to be confused, follow along with me here, Arianism, which holds that the Son is not necessarily divine, but is lesser than the Father. There was a time when the Son was not. Arians and modern-day Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that the Son is eternal. He's not equal with the Father. Fun fact, legend has it that St. Nicholas slapped Arian at the Council of Nicaea. You can Google that and find articles about that very thing. Don't Google it right now. Google that when you get home. Just write it down right now. So here's here's what we're, we're thinking through. Jesus is God, but Jesus is not what Isaiah is. He's not saying he's the the Father. You kind of with me? God in three persons: God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But the Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Spirit, and the Spirit is not the Father. Are you following? Maybe a little bit. Yes, the Messiah is divine. He's from everlasting to everlasting. And yes, Jesus says in John chapter 14, Philip says, show us the Father. And what does Jesus say? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the exact imprint of the nature of God. Hebrews chapter one. Jesus shows us the Father. The Father is in him and he is in the Father. He's one with the Father, but he is not the, the Father, the first person of, of the Trinity. Are you with me? A little bit? Is Jesus divine? Yes. Is he the Father? No. Here, here, here's where we're getting. Is he fatherly? Is he the everlasting Father? Is he fatherly, the the always father to us. Yes. He is one with the father. Yes. In essence, but not in, in person. <laughs> Does he reveal the father? Yes. Here's what Spurgeon said about this. In case you're kind of struggling with this. How complex is the person of our Lord Jesus Christ? Here's, here's where that should at least leave you in worship. Like God is other. <laughs> God is holy. God is, is big. God in three persons. One God, three persons. Blessed Trinity. This is the glorious God that we serve. How complex is the person of our Lord Jesus Christ, Spurgeon says. Almost in the same breath, the prophet calls him child and the counselor. A son and the everlasting father. This is no contradiction, he says, and to us scarcely a paradox. But it is a mighty marvel that he who was an infant he who was an infant should be at the same time infinite. He who was the man of sorrows should also be God over all, blessed forever. And that he who is the divine trinity, always called the son, should nevertheless be correctly called the everlasting father. How forcibly he goes on to, he goes on to say, this should remind us of the necessity of careful, careful study and rightly understanding of the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, we must not suppose that we shall understand him at a glance. A look will save the soul, Spurgeon says, but patient meditation alone can fill the mind with the knowledge of the Savior. Glorious mysteries are hidden in this person. Let me sum that up for you. Are you with me still? 
We want to understand this. He's saying Jesus is a father to us. He is not the father, God in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Here's the point. While calling Jesus our everlasting father brings with it a lot of thinking, Isaiah is speaking of the character and the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. He's speaking, here it is, of the fatherly tenderness of a father, the compassion of the father, of a father, the protection and provision of a father. All of this without end because he's eternal and everlasting. All of this he bears on his shoulders. So here's what Isaiah is saying. He's not saying he is the father. This Messiah is one with the father, but he's not the father. But, but he is showing us the father and showing us what the father is like. So what are some of those? Psalm 103, go ahead and turn there. What are some of those characteristics of the father? So we're glorying in, so far we've kind of gloried in who Jesus is. It's, it's mind, is your mind kind of overheating a little bit right now? Mine does just thinking about the Trinity. My mind overheats thinking about that. But this causes me to worship and say, God, you are glorious. You are amazing. Who can understand the Lord? And thank you, Jesus, for revealing the Father. For God, who is not seen, John chapter 1, he has made known in Jesus Christ. So what do we know about God in Jesus Christ. We know that he's like a father. Psalm 103 we're in. First thing I want you to know in Psalm 103, look down at verse 13. Here's why I was brought here. Psalm 103 verse 13. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. So we're going to see in Jesus Christ who reveals to us the Father, who is the everlasting Father. He's the compassionate Father that we need. So let's go ahead and take a look. The first thing I want you to see in all of Psalm 103, I just told you why I was brought there. The first thing I want you to see in Psalm 103, that like a father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. We know that we need a father. We know that having a father matters. And we know that one of the big jobs of a father is to provide exactly what your children need. Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Like a father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. Do you see some of that provision of Christ in Psalm 103? The first thing we see what the Lord provides for us is he provides forgiveness for sins. That because of Jesus, there is forgiveness of sins. If we are in Christ, if God is our Father, if Jesus is our Father, we are completely forgiven now in Christ Jesus. That all of our iniquity, he forgives all of your iniquity. All of your iniquity is forgiven in 
Jesus Christ. Like a father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. And what we need more than anything is for God to come to us and forgive us of our sins. What we need more than anything is for God to embrace us. What we need more than anything is for God to call, call us home. What we need more than anything is for God to raise us up out of the pigsty and to call us home and to cover us and robe us and forgive us and bring us into his heavenly home. That's what we need. And the Father has provided it for us in Christ Jesus. You are forgiven, brothers and sisters, if you are in Christ. That is provided by Jesus. Jesus is a good Father who provides exactly what we need. Jesus heals. Sometimes we get a foretaste of that here and now. Do you see what it says? He heals all of your diseases. Perhaps you're thinking this morning, he hasn't healed that disease. And you'll definitely be healed in eternity. He will intervene in your life. Like a good father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. He forgives us. He heals us. He intervenes in our life. A good father knows when he needs to intervene in their children's life. And Jesus has done that for us. He's forgiven us. He's healed us. He redeems our life from the pit. Jesus rescues us from the pit of death. He leaves us better than he found us. A good father knows how to leave his children better than he found them. That's exactly what your children need. And Jesus has done that for us. And not only that, he crowns us. Do you see it there? He crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. He gives us this undeserved royalty. All the promises of God are yes in Jesus. And in Jesus, we are brought to the heavenly places. We are seated with him in the heavenly places. He crowns him, us like the prodigal son. He brings us in undeservedly and covers us. Like a father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. He forgives us. He heals us. He redeems us. He crowns us. And a good father knows what his children need to satisfy them. Do you see verse 5? He satisfies us with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Jesus knows what's best. He knows what will satisfy us. He knows what is good, just as we know with our kids what is good, what is best with them, what will renew them and strengthen them. Jesus is for us. Like a father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. He provides forgiveness. He heals us. He redeems us. He crowns us. He satisfies us. And if you are children, Romans 8, 17 says, then you're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we will also be glorified with him. Jesus provides exactly what we need. Amen? Number two, like a father, Jesus is exactly who we need. Like a father, Jesus is exactly who we need. Look at verses 6 through 12. I'll go ahead and read them aloud. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth... 
so great is his steadfast love to those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. So like a father, Jesus is exactly who we need. Did you hear the character of God that is revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ here in Psalm 103? Did you hear some of that? Jesus is righteous. God is righteous. That means he does the right things and he does the right things right. I'll speak as a father and say, fathers, earthly fathers, all, don't always do the right thing. And they don't always do the right thing right with the right heart and with the right motivation. Can a father in here say amen? Amen. But the good father, the heavenly father, the everlasting father, he's righteous in all of his ways. In all of his ways. And he works all things together for good. I don't know about you, but as an earthly father, I make decisions that don't always work out the way I intended. But our righteous king does things righteous. He does things rightly. And it always works out according to the counsel of his will. And not only works out, but it goes according to the counsel of his will, for he has planned the end before the beginning. He is righteous. Jesus is exactly who we need. We need a righteous father, and we have that in Christ. He is merciful. Did you see it there? Not only is he righteous, but he is merciful to us. He makes his way known to us. He doesn't leave us in the dark. He makes his way known to us because he's righteous and he is merciful. He doesn't give us what we deserve. We deserve to be treated according to our sins. But he doesn't do that. He treats us according to his mercy and he shows us grace. He not only does not give us what we do deserve, he is gracious. He gives us what we don't deserve. That's good news. That's what the Father has provided for us. Not only that, listen to what it goes on to say. He's slow to anger. He's slow to anger. We need a father who is slow to anger. Have you ever seen an earthly father who is quick to anger? (laughs) We need earthly Us earthly fathers need heavenly fathers. He's slow to anger. He's exactly who we need. I don't know about you, but as a child of God, I depend upon the character of God. Namely, I depend upon him being slow to anger and rich in loving kindness. And he is. He is. And he is exactly who we need. He is righteous, he's merciful, he's gracious and slow to anger. And this heavenly father, this everlasting father, as any good father, but as an ultimately good everlasting father, he lays down his life for his kids, for his children. He lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus loves us as an everlasting father. Not in the sense that we are rotten, but he gives us the ice cream anyway. But in the reality that we are rotten and he stands in our place, he is our substitute, and he gives us the blessing that he has earned. He deals with our sin, and he's dealt with it on the cross of Jesus Christ. What he has the right to do, what he has the character of you, who is the person to do, he is God in the flesh. He does. He, lay down, he lays down his life 
And he freely gives us grace and calls us to be sons and daughters of the Most High God. If you believe him, if you receive him, he gives you the right to become children of God. Like a father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. Like a good father, Jesus is exactly who we need. And like a father, Jesus is tender with us. Look at verse 13. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. And as for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of a field. For the wind passes over it and it's gone and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. Like a father, a gr- like a good father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. Like a good father, Jesus is exactly who we need. And like a good father, Jesus is tender towards his children. Do you hear what the Bible says? He is compassionate. He knows us. He knows that we are dust. He knows that we are weak. He knows that we are feeble. He knows that we are frail. And he knows us to the depths. And he loves us to the heights. He does not get tired of listening to us. He doesn't get tired of leading us. He doesn't get tired of loving us. In fact, his love is from everlasting to everlasting. The tender mercy of God has no end for his Children, I don't know about you, but I lose my tenderness at time with my children. I need an everlasting father, and that weight is on his shoulders. I pray that my life points past me to the everlasting father and my need for this father. Like a father, Jesus provides exactly what we need. Like a father, Jesus is exactly who we need. Like a father, Jesus is always tender and compassionate with his children. In fact, like a good father, he is so tender that he left his heavenly home, Philippians chapter 2 tells us, and humbled himself even to the point of death, death on a cross. Luke 178 says, the tender mercy of God has visited us to give us light and to guide our feet in the way of peace. The next thing is, like a father, Jesus is worthy of honor. Bless the Lord, O you angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you hosts, his ministers who do his will. Verse 22, bless the Lord, all his works and all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Jesus provides exactly what we need. Jesus is exactly who we need. Jesus is always tender with us like a father. And like a father, Jesus is worthy of honor. He is to be praised for his goodness. He is to be obeyed because he can be trusted. Fifthly, Jesus is our, and finally, Jesus is our father forever. This good father, this everlasting father, his kingdom has no end. His rule and dominion have no end. How comforting it is to read, his name shall be called everlasting father. That once we become a child of Christ, we are his and he is ours forever. There will be no goodbyes with him and nothing in all of creation will be able to separate us from his love, not even death itself, for death itself will only draw us nearer to his precious side. Our father 
will never leave us. Neither by abandonment, nor by death, nor by just a mental checkout. Jesus is our Father forever. And there is no unfathering in Christ. There is no unchilding us. For if we are His children, 1 John chapter 3 If we are his children, what great love has the Father given us that we should be called his children? And so we are, exclamation point. He is our Father forever. Everything you ever dreamed of a father could be, everything you ever wanted from your relationship with your earthly father, everything you've wanted to be as an earthly father is yes and amen in Jesus Christ. So what? What's the so what? Having a father matters. And being a father is hard. But bless the Lord who is our father and shoulders that responsibility for us. So here's the question. Who is your father? Who is your father? Is it Adam? And Adam all die, the Bible says. Is it Christ? In Christ, as the head of our family, we will have life forevermore. Who is your father? He is the father of those who fear him, from those who trust him. For those who give their life to him and trust him for salvation. Sadly, in our world, Father doesn't always bring to mind someone who shepherds, affirms, and provides. Sometimes it brings things like distant, aloof, passive, absent, unreliable, selfish, uncaring, and sometimes even cruel. But none of that is so with our Lord Jesus Christ. Not so from Jesus. Jesus is your everlasting Father. He came down at Christmas into a broken and sinful world to fill our hearts with heaven's love and to teach us how to love one another. He came to us, he came to, us to make us sons and daughters out of enemies. And this is the Father's gift to us at Christmas. Christians, we have this great hope among us that we have a Father, an everlasting Father. His name is Jesus. He's unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. See what great love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of a Father like that. And so we are.